Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is about separation. We believe we're individual. We believe we're separate from everything outside of us. And this is really the illusion. That illusion is the basis of all fear. The root of all fear is loss. Loss occurs when you could perceive that you could be separated from anything. Well, it's a vibrational reality. You can't be separated from anything, but that's what it appears. And that's what creates the fear. In this episode, Joshua explains all about this idea of separation and how you can look past it and understand what's really happening, who you are, and how you create your reality. We just got done with the spring fling retreat. It was amazing. We do two or three of these a year. We think we're going to have another one coming up. So if you're interested, stay tuned to the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Also, there's free meditations there. There's a seven-day course. We're right in the middle of the boot camp now, so new courses won't be starting for a little while. But you can take the seven-day course, which is normally $79 or $29 if you use the coupon code 50OFF. Okay, great. Before we get going, just a reminder to share this podcast with your friend. It's the only way it grows. You have people that you know that you may not have talked about law of attraction, but more and more people are getting interested. So think about who you could send this podcast to. And of course, like, subscribe, and leave a review. Best thing you can do. Well, thanks. thanks for being here, and let's get going. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Well, we'd like to talk to you today about your favorite subject. That subject is fear. Well, what you think fear is, is all the bad stuff, all the things you don't like, all the things you want to keep away from you. But fear is really an aspect of love. And without fear, you could not really understand what love was. It is similar in this universe that without the one side, you can't really understand the other side. And so when you are moving around your day and you are thinking that things are bad and wrong, well, you're using that to sort of judge things, keep things away, control things, and wish things are different. You have to realize here that fear is just a byproduct of this illusion of separation. Without that illusion of separation, you would really have no fear. Without the illusion of separation, you would have a deep sense of meaning and connection, but you really wouldn't birth a lot of desires because a lot of your desires are based in fear, in lack, in the not having what you think you need or what you want to live the life you think you need or want to live. And so the fear illuminates the love and the love illuminates the fear. And the whole basis of the fear is this perception of yourselves as separate from source, as separate from each other as separate from your reality, as separate from everything that exists in your reality, all the animals, all the pets, all the people. In fact, you are not separate at all. You are connected to everything. Everything in your reality is you. You are source, you are love, but to understand who that person is, you have to explore. And in this reality, in the earth realm, you get to explore it with an added element, and that is the feeling of separation or the perception of separation. When you came from non-physical into this dimension, you came as pure positive energy, as a being with much experience and much adventure and excitement and desire to be here. And you came through all the dimensions into the earth dimension and as you came, you forgot. You forgot who you were, and you forgot how the system really works. Now, this is necessary, of course, for you to go on this adventure, this specific adventure on Earth, 
to learn more about who you truly are and then who you could become without remembering who you are? Well, this adventure can be had nowhere else. And so you very much wanted to be here. And that's the only reason you're here. If you were not up to this adventure, this challenge, this excitement, you couldn't be here. So there's something about all of you, all humans who have come forth into this reality. There's something about you that is a little interesting, a little more powerful, a little more expanded than those who would not want to come here. And so you really, really want to be here, but you forget all about it. You forget who you are and why you came and what you were here to explore. And that's part of all of it. The fear underlying all of this, as we have said many times, is the fear of loss. And from your perception as an individual detached from everyone and everything, when you experience what you call loss, it's very much like that experience of separation. You are now separated from that thing or person that you love. And this is somehow reminiscent or understood as this separation feeling. Again, you cannot lose anything. You cannot be separated from anything. But in this reality, you feel that. You believe it. You perceive it that way. And so we ask you to look at things from a higher perspective. This is a vibrational reality that seems real. That the non-physical is a vibrational reality. That you have never left the non-physical. And you have never left anyone you love. Anything you love. It's always with you within that vibration. You see, your scientists are beginning to understand that there's a field of possibility and potentiality that exists unseen all around you, and that there's an interaction with this field, and you are connected to this field, and the field becomes whatever you expect, whatever you believe, whatever you remember. It becomes that in a way that is unique to you. No one else sees what you see the same way because no one else interacts with that field the same way. So when you expect to see a tree and there's a tree, that tree is an agreement between you and the field, what you expect and what the field delivers. Anything can be created in this field. But if you fear loss, you're going to be a little apprehensive about what's created. Because in the creation of something new, it's quite possible that you do not need that which exists now. You might need it, and it will remain for you, and you'll expect it, and you'll see it, and you'll have it in your physical presence. But you might not need it. And if it's not needed, you wouldn't want it. So if anything is removed from your reality, there was no reason for you to have that thing in your reality any longer. It did not serve any purpose. It did not help you whatsoever. If you do not need it, it need not be in your reality. So anything that comes, wonderful, but it doesn't have to stay around forever. Anything that goes, its usefulness, its, its purpose was complete. Now, if you have an elderly relative and they make their transition to the non-physical, their purpose for being in your reality and in this reality is complete. It's the end of a perfect cycle, a perfect cycle of life for them, a perfect experience for them. They received everything they needed to receive, and you received everything you needed to receive from them. Now, when they're not in your physical presence, they have not left you. They are still there. And you can communicate with them as often as you like, but not in speaking, not in touching, not in physical, in a non-physical communication. 
with your thoughts. Well, you don't really believe this yet. Some of you are coming to understand this in a broader fashion. And it's becoming clear that when you think a thought of a loved one who's transitioned and you receive a thought back, an image of them, a phrase that you used to share together, a picture of a place you used to be in your mind's eye, that is them communicating with you. And so if you can develop that communication and trust it and play with it and have fun with it and not be scared of it, it will come to you. It will serve you. It'll be there for you. It'll give you insights into your life and what you're here to do and maybe what's next for you. They will never tell you what to do. They'll never judge you for anything. They will only be in perfect love, perfect support for everything that you are. In life, you may have had some issues with them and that's fine. That was an interaction that served both of you. But in the non-physical, it is pure love. It is absolute knowing of who you are. And the truth of love is love is knowing. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hi, Joshua. I have a question about inspiration. Excellent. And uh, yeah, I'd love to just hear you talk more about it and, and how to identify it. I feel like with your work in the boot camp, I've gotten pretty clear about what control and urges feel like, and that that feels crystal clear for me. But yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how to tell inspiration versus just a, a random thought I may have. You know, does the inspiration always come with kind of that feeling of aliveness or excitement? Um, does it always come with some tension because there's some fear always associated with that of, you know, expanding beyond your comfort zone? Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear more. Well, we would say that you have it. There's two things going on, and it all depends on your state of being. Are you in alignment, meaning you're choosing a perception of reality that agrees with your inner self's perception of your reality? You're feeling good. You're not upset. You're not anxious. You're relaxed. You're interested. You're content. You're, you're every emotion above that emotional horizon line. You are feeling good. In that feeling good, in that alignment, you are receptive to inspiration. And so the thoughts that come in that state of being, you can call inspiration. Any thought, doesn't matter. Conversely, if you're upset, if you're not having a good time, if you're mad, if you're angry, if you're depressed, if you're dissatisfied, if you're wishing things are different, if you're pretending to be the victim, you're going to connect into a stream of consciousness based in fear. That stream of consciousness is going to bring you an urge. It's by design. The urge is designed to control or change the conditions. This urge is helpful in an emergency situation. It's part of the survival instinct. But humans have brought this to another level where any issue, any problem, any worry, any doubt brings forth an urge to change the condition. So at its very basic level, if the idea is to change something or control something, it's probably not an inspiration. It might feel like an inspiration. I really was inspired to punch the wall. But of course, when you act on the urge, you're not doing any good to your hand or the wall. You're not doing anything that promotes your journey of self-discovery you will sort of be experiencing victimhood for a little while, for a little while longer. You said to the universe, I am not the creator of my reality. I'm a victim to my reality. And this is what I want to explore now. 
And when you act on urges, you'll do things, say things, be something that is not aligned with who you are, who your inner self is, why you came here, or anything that you truly want. The urge will always take you away from everything you truly want. And so if you could simply reflect when you're feeling an urge come up, hold off from acting right away, and then let your vibration rise or let your perspective rise to a new level, you will be far more effective in this life because you won't be taking detours and exploring the inauthentic version of you. You'll be focused on your empowered, designed, free birth intended path, the path to discovering who you are and then discovering who you could become. So the key to inspiration really is perspective. At limited perspectives where you're feeling a victim, you have very little access to inspiration. You're mostly upset. You're mostly in a fear state. As you come to understand yourself more, you'll have experiences. Those experiences will lead to higher perspectives. What ignites or what sets off the experience in the first place? It's some inspiration. You've all acted on enough inspiration to be on this call now or listen to this call at a later date. Very good. You have strong intentions within you. So much of your reason for being here or much of your life that you've created is because you've acted on enough inspiration. All of you are very, very good on acting on inspiration. And you're getting better and better on refraining from acting on urges. But you're only receiving a mere percentage of the inspiration that's flowing to you. And the inspiration can only be given to you based on the perspective that you are, based on how you see yourself in your reality. If you see yourself as the creator of your reality, if you see yourself as having experiences that either bring up manifestation events so you can identify limiting beliefs or lead you into experiences that help you see yourself from an even higher perspective, if you have this train of thought going on, that I don't need to be any different than I am, that I don't need to change this reality, that this reality is perfect for me, that I have an ideal, but that ideal is based on a limited perspective so I can let that go. I have an attachment to an outcome, but that outcome is based on a limited perspective so I can let that go. And I can trust that my inner self knows exactly where to put me at all times, what experiences to put me in. A lot of times what happens is you'll be clear, you'll be in alignment, you'll receive inspiration, but you won't act. Because when you think about the inspiration, it's not going to lead you to where you think you want to go. It's going to lead you into an experience that will raise your perspective. But it won't lead you to that ideal that you have in your mind. Because that ideal has nothing to do with who you are at a higher level, at a higher perspective. The ideal is based on a limited perspective. It's what you think you want. And a lot of people have very, very, very strong desires. And those strong desires knock away most of the inspiration. The only inspiration that come through is something that the person thinks will lead to that ideal, to that des desire. And you can see now, if you are laser focused on something that you have to have, something that you think is missing in your life, something that you think would make you feel better. If you're laser focused on that thing, then you can't hear the inspiration. 
most of the inspiration will never come through. If you have a lot of limiting beliefs, most of the inspiration will not come through. If you don't think you're capable or worthy or good, a lot of the inspiration will never be heard by you. It's being sent to you. It's being sent to you, but that mailbox is getting full and it's overflowing and the overflow is blowing in the wind and you never see it. You want to see all the inspiration. Now, it doesn't really matter because if you miss the inspiration today, there'll be inspiration tomorrow. And imagine that you get 100 inspired ideas every single day. There's a lot of inspiration in there. Any one of them is fine because every one of them will lead you on experience either to show you a manifestation event and point out a limiting belief or to lead you one step further in your journey of self-discovery on your inspired path. If you think about how the inspiration should feel, well, if it feels very strong, there's something to that. If it feels very exciting to you, it means you think it will lead you to where you want to go. And if it feels mundane and small to you, and there's not a lot of excitement behind it, it's because you're not attaching it to something that you lack. Or it could be a very simple thing like, I'm inspired to have an apple. An apple is easy for you to manifest. And so the inspiration is simple. Go ahead, go to the fridge, get an apple. Now, when you receive the inspiration, you can take some action in the moment. But every time you receive inspiration, it will come with some fear. Always, 100% of the time. You see, the inspiration is at a bit higher vibration than you. And so the difference between where your perspective is and the level of the inspiration is a little gap. And that gap causes fear. The idea is that if you act on the inspiration, you'll have an experience and that experience will lead you to a higher perspective. That perspective matches the inspiration. And so that inspiration that matches the perspective can never come to you because your perspective is already that high. It would serve no purpose. Does that make sense to you? If you got the inspiration without fear, it would mean you're a perfect vibrational match to that inspired idea, and it would lead you nowhere. So the inspiration you can imagine is like them throwing you a rope, and the rope is just about out of your grasp. So you're going to have to leap. And that leap is a leap of fear. Leaping over the fear or pushing past the fear and having faith that when you take inspired action, it will lead to everything you truly want. Maybe not to what you think you want right now, but what you truly want. Now, here's the thing. Where all of you are in your perspective is limited compared to who you are, compared to your inner self, and compared to where you will go on your next adventure of an inspired idea. Imagine you're inspired to start a new business. You have a brand new idea. And so you say, okay, that business is going to lead to the money and the security and the fame and the fortune and the friends and the girlfriends and all these things. And so you get very excited about that because it seems like a pathway straight to your ideal. But your ideal is composed from a limited perspective. And what you truly want cannot be imagined because nobody else is living that life. You have no examples of it. If you knew what the feeling of that life was like compared to how you feel now, 
you would be so thrilled and you'd act on every inspired idea that came. But you can't know what's coming for you because that would defeat the purpose. You have to go on a journey from where you are now, the perspective that you are now, and walk the mile to the fruition of this inspired idea, whatever it may be. So when you get an idea, it's often filtered from your perspective. It's not the clearest, truest idea out there. And so the action that you take is sometimes hit or miss, but action based and inspiration will always, always raise your perspective. And when you can see and look back that, oh my gosh, that action was fun and enjoyable and easy, and the experience was perfect, even if it was a manifestation event. And I really see the benefit of that action and that experience. The more you do that, the more confidence you have. Now, if you were what we would call a blended being, you would receive direct inspiration from your inner self at all times of the day, and you would simply act. Get an idea, no matter what you're doing, you would act on that idea. And you would know it clearly, and the action would be clear. Well, that's a nice idea, but there's a little bit of a problem with that because your perspective in this earth environment is limited to the input of the mind and this particular biology that you have. But that's okay. The idea to reach for is that you are guided in every step and you can't make a wrong step. You sort of believe that if you make a bad decision, it leads to an unwanted outcome. We see your perspective in that. We will grant you that sometimes it seems that way in the moment or as you're going through it. But every experience you've ever had and every experience you will ever have serves some purpose. The purposes are to lead you towards a higher perspective every time. Now, in your mind, you want to be led there in something that's fun and easy to feel joy in. Great. And sometimes you could be in a manifestation event, and from your perspective, it's not so easy to have joy in that event because you think the event's bad. But the event is simply shining light on a limiting belief. And as a limitless being that you are, you want to know where your limitations are. So really, this is a game of perception. Are you going to choose to believe that a manifestation event that points at a limiting belief is a bad experience? Well, you're going to feel negative emotions as you go through it because it's going to challenge a belief that is not true. That challenging of that belief is where the negative emotion is derived because you're going to be choosing, based on that belief, to perceive reality inaccurately. That's part of the game. That's what you've been trying to do. That's what everyone does. But in this new training that you're involved in, you're going to reshape or reorganize your perception of reality to see all bad as good. All bad experience that you've had is good. You get a bill in the mail for $2,000 that you did not expect. You feel the intensity of that association with victimhood. And it's based in a belief that you're not the creator of your reality or some belief that you figure out. And then you prove that belief is false and you find evidence in your life and the lives of others to prove that that belief is not yours. It's not true. You picked it up along the way. 
It was never supposed to belong to you. Now, of course, it served its purpose, but now because you're having that specific manifestation event, that belief is holding you back. So some beliefs are what we would call limiting. They are not true, but it's only the ones that actually limit you that you have to be aware of. You cannot look in your library of limiting beliefs and pick out the ones that need to be processed because you don't know what's coming next. So imagine that your inner self is setting you up for an experience, but before you will act on inspiration, your inner self knows we have to soften this one limiting belief. And so you are inspired into a manifestation event. That manifestation event shows you the learning belief. You process that learning belief over a few days. And the fifth day, the inspired idea comes and you're ready for it. If you weren't ready for it, the fear would be too overwhelming and you would not move forward. But because you've processed the limiting belief, you've raised your perspective, and now you can see your way to taking the action. That action will lead. You have a limiting belief that you don't want to go swimming with sharks. Well, since that's not on your path, it doesn't matter. You can have that belief all you want. It's not actually limiting you. It's not a true belief, but it's not actually limiting you. So a manifestation event does not need to come up for that belief. But the belief that you don't deserve this career, or this woman, or this job, or this house, or anything else, if that belief is holding you back from understanding who you are and receiving the inspiration that will lead you to that understanding, the first thing that has to happen is the manifestation event to show you that limiting belief. That's how the system works. It's a very elegant system. It works perfectly every time. The more you go along with that system, the more you choose a perception that says the system's perfect, the manifestation event is good, I want that. The inspiration is good, I want that. I will push past fear. The fear is an illusion. I can see that. You become highly effective on this journey to higher and higher perspectives. Not to get all the things you want, but the side effect to all of this is that you will get everything that you want that is beneficial and nothing that is gonna hold you back. Nothing's gonna distract you. But everything is gonna be more spectacular, more fabulous, more fantastic than you could possibly imagine. And if anyone were to tell you the life that's waiting for you, you say, that's not humanly possible. And no one else has ever, ever, ever experienced anything like that. That's what's waiting for all of you if you can push past just a little more fear and act on just a little more inspiration. Wonderful question. Also, how, how does how does he um okay, like the going to get an apple from the fridge, like it's it appears like there's no fear there. Is it that I'm not paying any attention to it or or is yes, it the fear is mild, but the fear is, oh, I have to get up off the couch. Oh, I might miss a part of my show I'm watching. Oh, I don't know if I really want the apple. I don't really feel like an apple right now. I'd rather have a piece of cake. Imagine that your inner self knew that the apple would give you exactly the nutrients of the composition of the energy of that apple would 
fit perfectly with where you are now and give you the boost that you needed or the nutrients you need or whatever it was. Now you've had many apples before. You have an apple right there in the fridge. It's still inspiration. You don't get all excited about it, but there is still fear. For you, it's an easy thing to get up and go get an apple because in your mind, in your perception, the apple is a small thing. It's not a castle. It's not a yacht. It's not a plane. The fear associated with that is also minimal. You don't have to ask anyone. You don't have to interrupt anyone. You don't have to do anything strenuous. It's just going to get the apple. You are inspired to do almost everything that you do every single day. And so the little things that you do every day that you're used to doing, that you're comfortable doing, that you've done many times before, that you think are small, you do without thinking. There's still fear there, and you wouldn't even call it fear. You just say, I don't want to do it, or I'm not in the mood, or I'm busy doing something else. The thing that you don't really realize is the power of fear to limit you and what fear really is. Fear is anything, anything at all that causes you to pause or stop or not move forward or judgment of any kind. When is something big? The fear is obvious. If you have to run into a burning building to save a child, the fear is obvious. Now, the reward, depending on your perspective, makes light of the fear, erases the fear to many degrees. If you have been trained to run into buildings, if you're a firefighter and you've done it many, many times, and your perception of yourself is that I sacrifice myself to save others, this is who I am, then the fear of the fire is not even as much as fear of getting up and getting the apple to you. You don't even let it slow you at all. If you realize that the little fears that limit you from doing the little things are as intense as the big fears that limit you from doing the big things, then you could put everything in perspective. You can push past any fear to do anything and you can have confidence that if you're inspired, it will always, always, always lead you to higher and higher perspectives, to more of what you truly want. Everything you want, everything you truly want is on the other side of that fear. So getting a good relationship on what fear is, is very helpful. Choosing to process limiting beliefs so that you can raise your perspective that way will allow you to push past more fear. Pushing past fear consistently will give you confidence to push past more fear. And looking back at every experience you've ever had and seeing it as perfect raises your perspective even more and allows you to push past even more fear. The higher your perspective gets, the less intense all fear gets. As you raise your perspective, you move into different, lighter densities where the fear, the illusion is lessened. Those in despair, depression, hopelessness are in very dense realms of fear. And the fear to them is very real. Those who are living at the upper levels of perspective, the lighter densities, there's no fear of death. There's no fear of loss. There's no 
illusion of separation. And it's very easy to act on inspiration. So as you get yourself out of this denseness where fear is thick and tangible and into a lightness as you see yourself as a creator and you raise your perspective of yourself and everyone else and you feel more connection and you act from the heart, not from the mind, the mind is going to analyze everything and weigh the pros and cons and the likelihood of some unwanted outcome. The heart doesn't do that. The heart is focused on love, not fear, and is drawn to more love. The fear is useful because it keeps you safe, keeps you in this environment, keeps you from killing yourself, keeps you from acting in a lot of urges. When you receive an urge to punch that person, the fear stops you many times. But the intensity of your emotion in that fear and how your limiting beliefs are racked. If you have very strong limiting beliefs, very intense limiting beliefs, and they are triggered, the urge is almost impossible to withstand. And this is what you're seeing a lot of times when people are getting in fights and yelling and arguing and suing each other. Their limiting beliefs are so intense and the emotion is so strong when those limiting beliefs are triggered that they just act on an urge thinking it's going to resolve some outcome. What it does is it intensifies their experience of fear. That's fine. A lot of people are there. A lot of people need to have that experience before they can rise out. A lot of people will need to really descend, hit rock bottom, and bounce back. Change their approach to life radically because they've done something that has involved so much fear and just brought in even more fear. They have a spark of realization when they give up and they're able to bounce right up. So there's a couple of ways to ascension. The way that you're doing it is thinking clearly and choosing a perspective that matches your inner self's perspective. Too many of these ideas are rainbows and unicorns and a lot of woo-woo. But if you continue to experiment and play with these ideas, if you really notice that when you receive inspiration, there's fear and the thoughts that come in say, don't do it. Or when you're angry, you notice the urges to change conditions. You can see what we're talking about. It's apparent. It's obvious. It's inherent in these things. And then you can say, oh, that's what Joshua said. I got really angry and all I wanted to do was fight back and defend myself. That's interesting. And then I waited and it subsided and I didn't act. And that led to more connection rather than less connection. It was more of who I truly am rather than less of who I truly am. This can all be played with, can all be understood. But there are those with strong limiting beliefs who will never believe this because they want to believe that their reality is structured. This makes them feel safe in that reality, even though it doesn't work. As humans are getting the ability to control more because they have more free time, more wealth, more access to control, they're going to find themselves spitting out of control and descending to a point of what they would call rock bottom 
and then bouncing from that. And a lot of you and a lot of people who will follow you have had similar experiences. And this is what caused you a shift in your belief system to say there might be another way to do this. So there's no wrong way to ascend, but for those of you who are now using your mind and your perspective and your heart to understand this life experience, why you're here, why you came, who you truly are, you're moving upward in an exciting way. And all of that is determined by how often you can stay in alignment, how often you can receive inspiration, and how often you can act on that inspiration to have experiences in perfection that show you who you are and move you to an even higher perspective. Excellent. Thank you, Joshua. That was awesome. Who's next? Hi, I am wanting to leave my job. It's becoming quite like it's physically starting to make me feel quite unwell. I have been in the job for 19 years. I have a lot of fear in leaving the job. I spend the day, especially in the last two weeks, trying to not quit until I come to a calmer place to reach inspiration. But I'm unsure if the now physical reactions that I'm experiencing are the inspiration going hurry up or if that's an urge and I'll actually just put myself in deeper water and more fear by quitting. So I, I got to a point where I'm getting confused when I'm not normally, which is the inspiration and which is the urge. Excellent. Would you say that when you're in your job, when you're working there, when you're interacting with other people there, when you're doing whatever you're doing, are you in alignment? Are you leaning in? Are you having fun? Are you seeing the perfection? A mixture. I really do try my best to see the perfection, but then if I'm truly honest, um, I don't want to be there. Excellent. Well, we will never tell you one way or the other. This communication is for those who are interested in understanding this concept of inspiration versus urges. Mm -hmm. As we said before, inspiration comes when you're in alignment, meaning you're perceiving your job, your environment of work, the same way your inner self is perceiving it. So if you could give us a description of how your inner self would see you and your work environment and all the people in it, what would your inner self Tell us about that job. I mean, probably that it's a complete privilege to be working with children, that it's working really well in my life, location-wise, respect-wise. Excellent. And then if you were to say Joanna's version of that, including every, what you would call negative thing you could see about it, would you say that that version that you see, that you experience every day, is in alignment or out of alignment with how your inner self sees it? Uh, well, to be feeling this feeling, I'm assuming I'm. it feels out of alignment as exactly. well. Exactly. Very good. So identification of in alignment, out of alignment in a particular subject is excellent. Mm. Very, very, very few people can get there because you want something different. And to agree that your perception of that job is out of alignment with your inner self perception of it is an excellent, excellent perceptual ability that most humans have not got to yet. It speaks 
to your high perspective, but you still want what you want. Hmm. So this ideal that you've conjured by being dissatisfied in that job is a fuzzy, blurry image of something that would be completely different. You'd have full satisfaction. You'd have excellent pay. You'd have the perfect hours. And every single person there would honor and respect every word out of your mouth. They would bow down and keep gratitude upon you for showing up. Why? Because that would feel better. That'd feel better than what you're doing now. But the feeling has nothing to do with the outside. The feeling has to do with the inside. Now, of course, not easy to get there when you're built up a momentum of wishing something was different than it was, of pretending that you didn't create the situation for yourself, of not understanding that every one of your coworkers, every one of those children, every one of their parents, the person, the people that built that building, that created that school, whatever it is, did for you, only for you, to serve you, so that you could have this experience you're having. They did it for you so you could see yourself. This is the level we're talking about. When you really understand the power of who you are, you can't imagine that this is true. You can't imagine that they would do this for you, that they would honor you this way that they would say, we will come, we will play our parts, play our roles, come to the school, be the coworkers, be the administration, even build the school so that Joanna could have this one experience, this one tiny experience where she identifies whether or not she's in or out of alignment. You don't really see the power of this, the importance of this, the, the magnificence of this of who you are, having that experience, having it lead you to this conversation right now, having the courage and the connection to your inner self so that you receive the inspiration to ask this question. Ask this question, this question everyone has, that will serve millions and millions of people. No one's going to understand this answer at this level right now. But as they listen, as answers like these come more often, they'll start to understand. It's not about anyone else out there. It's not about how that job is set up. It's not about who those people are. It's about your perception of yourself within that context. Let's imagine that you are the queen of this country that you live in. And you have the inspiration to create this school, set up the administration, build the building, invite the children, hire the teachers, organize the whole thing with a simple wave of your hand. Your assistants, your helpers will do all the details. Your idea is to create the school. And then you walk in that school and what's everyone doing? They're praising you for the courage to come forth and build the school to help so many people. Well, sure, anyone could feel good in that situation, 
but that does not help them understand who they are. To understand who they are, they say, I'm going to have someone else build it. I'm going to have people come that I don't know and don't know me. And I'm going to walk into this as if I didn't create this whole thing. And then I'm going to interact with everyone. And I'm going to forget that I created the school. I'm going to forget that I was the queen that created this whole thing with a wave of my hand. And I'm going to react to exactly how people are responding to me. They're not going to know I'm the queen. They're not going to know I created the school. They're not going to know who I truly am. Nor am I. So I'll go in there and I'll judge how they're treating me. I'll judge how my body's reacting. I'll judge the pay I'm getting. I'll judge all these things. I will see it from a limited perspective and have the experience of not being the queen who created this whole thing. I'm just one of the staff. I'm nobody special. And they can't see me for what I actually did. Now, imagine that. Imagine you had the gall to think of yourself as the one who created this whole thing, as the one who behind the scenes with the power that you are inspired those to come and work there and inspired those to come and organize and go to school there and all that stuff. Imagine that you understood this, that you could raise your perspective that high. You walk in tomorrow, you know you set it up, you know you created it, you know you're the queen. They don't know and you don't care. You don't need any validation. You created it, you know it. So now you walk in and there's no more worry about what they think of you. You are there to serve those beautiful people that you created this whole thing for. Behind the scenes, make them feel as good as you. Respond to them with so much love and acceptance pouring out of you that they think you're weird. When you can get to that level, you'll know what to do next. It won't matter. You'll have no question, no confusion. Now, of course, you have a lot of momentum. Of course, you have a lot of limiting beliefs. Of course, you're never going to accept this. But what if you pretended for one day? You pretend to be who you truly are for one day. You pretend that all of this was created by the power of who you are without you even knowing it. You pretend that somehow some system was in place to attract every person who's there to be a perfect mirror from a perfect angle of who you are. You like some of them, you don't like others, you like some of the work, you don't like others of the work. What you like is perfectly aligned with who you truly are. What you don't like is aligned with who you think you are that's not true. If you walked into that place fully knowing who you truly are and the power of you, if you walked in there fully knowing who you are, all the reflection would be one thing, bright, white, love. You're not here to play that game. That game is in the non-physical. This game is something very different. Who will choose a perception of reality that matches who they are in the non-physical here in the physical? Yay. Nobody probably, but who can get close? You can, and you can, and you all can. By imagining 
who you truly are. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to tell anyone about it. You don't have to say anything. But what if it was you who came from the non-physical, stepped to the classroom that you created and served them rather than asking them to serve you? Wonderful question. We have time for one silly question. Who's got the silly question in the history of the universe? Push past your fear and let's be silly. Okay, I have a silly question. Porter. Okay. Um, if we are desiring things, usually based in lack, how is that for our benefit? I've heard that said a lot of times. Like the things that happen that you don't like cause you to desire things, but if they're just caused, if their desires caused by fear, what's the benefit? Excellent. Imagine that. There was one thing, one thing that you desired that was not based in lack. What would that be? What could it be? There's nothing. There's no thing that you are not lacking that you desire. It's impossible. You can't desire error unless you're drowning. It's not possible. You can't desire error if you're breathing perfectly. It's not possible. You can't desire Sunlight, if the sunlight's out, it's not possible. Or if you have too much sunlight, you can't desire anything that you don't lack. Okay. So what's the purpose of desire? Desire leads you on a journey from one perspective to another perspective. In that journey, you will have experiences. If you didn't have desires, you would never push past fear. If you have a strong desire, you're going to... Imagine you have a strong desire to write a song that resonates with a certain group of people. That will begin a process. Not just write the song, but compose it and produce it and sing it and tour it and all that stuff. That begins a process. So you you receive the song by inspiration. Pure inspiration comes in easy. Now you sit down at the piano and you start to compose it. However, predating all that, was a desire to play the piano. So you had all these experiences. Now, if you didn't have the desire to play the piano, which is partly inspiration, leading you to this place where you are now that says, get on a piano and compose a song. You couldn't do it, you wouldn't do it. So it's all leading you on an evolution of it. Just because you lack it, just because you lack the feeling you think you're gonna get it, doesn't mean you're not being inspired to something. Imagine if your own self says, okay, Porter is coming into this reality. She's going to go on this trajectory. So we give her her parents, the time and date of her birth, her body, her intentions, her human talents and abilities. And then something inspires you. Maybe someone is inspired by Taylor Swift. Some little girl sees Taylor Swift and says, I want to be like that. The little girl is not Taylor Swift now, but it leads her on this journey and it makes it very easy for her inner self to move her along with little things here and there based on this desire. You see, if you have a desire, certain inspired ideas will come through and because you want it so much, you will take action. Gary wanted to create this company. One of the things that he knew he had to do was he had to go out and do sales calls. He hated doing sales calls. He was in huge fear 
of walking into a business, trying to get it to talk to someone in charge and presenting him what he offers. Huge fear of rejection. But because his desire was so strong to make money, to be successful, to have all these things, he pushed past the fear. Without the desire, he would just give up. He would just live in a shoe. He wouldn't care about anything. The desire propelled him along a journey that eventually got him here because he would listen and he would act on inspiration as long as it's going towards his ideal. However, once he gets that ideal, once he gets everything he wants, once every single checkbox is checked off and he can't think of another thing he wants because now he has everything, what happens? He has to think, what do I really want? What's really going on here? Then he can be guided or inspired to take a class, to read a book, to uh, watch a video. He can be inspired because he's attained everything he wanted, but felt no satisfaction whatsoever. He got everything he wanted, but he couldn't figure out where to spend the money. There was nothing left to do. He had this feeling of emptiness and no satisfaction. And so he did himself, set him a little idea. Watch this show. See what you think about that. Oh, that's a bunch of junk. That's craziness. That's woo-woo. Watch this show now. Oh, that's a little interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe that'll lead to something. Lily wants him to take a class. Take this class. Oh, no, that's weird. He doesn't want to do that. That's weird. Bunch of weirdos in there. But he takes the class and he meets his best friend. One little step after another, after another. But it was the desire to be somebody, to be something successful, that allowed him to push past immense fear that most people can't push past because the desire was so strong, because he was so lacking in worthiness. He thought the success would prove to the world that it's worthy, and it never did because it doesn't mean anything. But it got him to a place where he started to think, and he could slow down here. And then the true inspiration came. It was still based on desire back then. And then, of course, when he lost all his money, it really went into high gear. Now he was organized in a way spiritually where he could accept that this law of attraction thing might get him all his money back. All right, that's the way you want to go. We will let you believe that the law of attraction will let you get all your money back. Go watch this video. Go to this seminar. Go see Abraham. Get comfortable with channeling. Oh, you don't know what we're going to do yet, do you? You think this is going to get you your money back, but you're going to get so comfortable in channeling that when we come through, you're not going to fight it. You're not going to think it's too weird. You're going to think it's sort of interesting. And it's going to lead to the life that you live today. Little by little by little. Through desire of things you think you lack. Until you get to a place where all of it lines up. And then you say, aha, now I don't need desire. Now I just need to listen. Listen for the inspiration and trust that it'll bring me what I truly want and not all this crap I think I want. Brilliant question. This is an amazing group of high, high, high perspective. Warriors, explorers, adventurers of physical reality. You're coming together with the energy 
and brilliance that is inherently within all of you, asking questions that are at the leading edge of thought. Maybe they're not ready for everyone. Maybe this is not ready for prime time. But all of this is rippling into the consciousness of humanity. And all of it is becoming a force that's increasing the amount of love, of truth in that consciousness and dissipating the fear and leading little lifelines down for anyone who is willing to raise their perspective. So we thank all of you. We appreciate you. We are thrilled to be here and we're thrilled to answer any question, anytime, whether or not Gary is speaking or you're simply meditating because we are with one and all of you at any time you want, whether you're on the call now or listening to a later date, all you have to do is think of a question and hear an answer. Maybe write it down, let it flow and see what comes to you. You can all bring in your guides, your supporters, your loved ones, your inner self, us, anything that you want at any time. You have that access now because your perspective is so high. And with that, we are complete. Amazing, Joshua. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so amazing. much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. It really gets you thinking about this idea of separation. It's really about not removing yourself, not hiding out, but leaning into this and having the idea that really everything in this life is all about connection. So if we can connect deeper to everyone and everything and just sort of, I don't know, come up with this idea or entertain the idea that everything is connected and it's all connected by your perception of yourself and your reality. So if you see yourself from a higher perspective, you're going to naturally lead into everything. You're going to naturally connect more. And so by raising your perspective, this process of connection then removes the fear because fear is based in separation. This is an interesting concept. And if you experiment with this for a little while, I think you'll start to see how you'll start to see yourself easier, more clearly, understand exactly what's going on while you're here. And then you'll notice how you'll move out of fear and you'll act on more inspiration. You'll connect to yourself, you'll get intuition, you get your empathic abilities, all that great stuff. Okay, before we uh, sign off, take a look at our, well, you can't really do that. How about this? Okay, before we sign off, please email me about our coaching program. You can do a coaching with Gary. You can do coaching with Christy. There's a package you can do for both of us together. You can do individual, you can do it with a friend, or you can do groups and any topic you like. We have a list of topics that we're thinking about, but if you have an idea, we can entertain that and put you together in a group. Plus, you'll make lots of new friends all over the world, so it's very cool. Wherever you are in the world, you can participate in these coaching groups or in the private coaching and set up the time that you like. So if you're interested in coaching, send me an email to Gary Bodley, B-O-D-L-E-Y, at gmail.com. And remember to leave a review. Let everyone know what you think of this podcast. Okay, thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bye.